Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning. I hope that you are having a blessed Sunday and you have enjoyed being here with us for worship so far here at Emmanuel Church Online. I'm Pastor Gabe. We are so glad to have you here today. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you enjoy this day with your family and your friends and just share the love wherever you go, but also stay safe and stay warm because we are getting some cold, cold weather and possibly even snow tomorrow. So be sure to stay cold, not stay cold, stay warm and stay safe out there this week. We're glad that you could join us here today for week two of our series, Better Together navigating relationships in a post-pandemic world. And I know that we're not in post-pandemic mode yet, but we know that as we move towards that and we get closer to that, that we are going to need to know how do we better navigate our relationships. For some of us, we haven't seen a lot of people or we haven't been hanging out with the people we normally do, uh, are seeing family. Uh, some of us maybe have lost touch with friends and family and others. And we want to know how can we build relationships better as we come out the other side of this time of this season of pandemic that we have been in. And so I'm glad that you are here with us. Our, our core scripture for this series has, is this Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 to 12. And it says like this, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered. Two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. <clears throat> Before I became the pastor here, or one of the pastors here at Emmanuel Church, I was a youth pastor. And I did that for about seven years. And I love student ministry and I loved everything about it. And I love our students today. Still, it is one of my passions to be able to be involved in student ministry, to mentor students. I just love everything about it. And when I started, though, several years back, I was uh, intent on doing everything that I could to make youth ministry as fun, exciting, and as impactful as possible. I, I wanted to do everything. And as a result, I started falling into the routine of literally doing everything. I did design, I ran the sound, I helped them pick songs for worship, I, I, I planned the sermons, I did the scene, uh, stage decor, I, I did everything. And, at the, and, and though it might seem like I was making a sacrifice or putting in my effort, it's like, oh God, you know, Pastor Gabe, he really did care about these kids and he wanted to do so much for them and he loved them and he wanted to do all this. While that is true, that wasn't the reason why I fell into this, this idea, this mentality that I was the one that had to get it done. And only I could get it done right. 
And at the end of it all, I began to be tired and I was practically burned out on ministry, out of energy, out of creativity, out of, out of everything. And at some point during that low in my time in ministry there, I remember feeling the Holy Spirit telling me as I was questioning God in prayer, I was like, what can I do more? What can I do better? And just he impressed upon my spirit and told me, you cannot do it alone. And immediately I started realizing I've been doing it on my own this entire time. And that is not what God wanted. That is not what God intended when he called me to be in ministry. What He called me, but he didn't call me to do it alone. And just like that, he didn't call us to live life alone. It reminds me of a story in Exodus uh, chapter 18 of Moses. Moses had just... Uh, helped get the people of Israel out from Egypt. God had released them from their their time of slavery in Egypt. And he was leading the people in the wilderness and God was speaking to him and giving him the law and giving him instructions about how to build this people into a nation. And God wanted that. But Moses, Moses started falling into the same trap that I did. He was doing life alone. And his father-in-law came to visit him to bring his wife and give him his kids because they had been with him this entire time while Moses was out rescuing Israel. And he came to bring them back to him. And he was there for a visit and he saw how Moses was doing. And in Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 to 23, it says this, The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. They stood around him from morning till evening. And when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties to inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law said, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. And appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. But have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases, they can decide themselves. They will make your load lighter because they will share with you. If you do this, God and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain. And all these people will go home satisfied. Although this might seem more like a leadership principle, but this, this, this applies to life. If we do not have a good support system, if we don't have a good circle surrounding us, we are going to wear ourselves out and become tired. And not only will we wear ourselves out, we will wear the people around us out because we will push them away. And we'll, everyone, no one wins in this situation. It is not a win-win situation. It is a lose-lose situation. And if we are not connected in community to each other, we're just going to be tired. 
Because that's not what God intended for us. That's not what God, how God intended us to live. He intended for us to have a strong circle, a strong support system so that we could be healthy. A healthy community, a healthy support system is necessary for us to be healthy as individuals. Research has shown that when we have a strong community surrounding us, when we live in a, in a close-knit community, we have close circles, that we are happier, we live longer, we, we, we feel like we belong. There is more, there is more sense uh, of that we're not alone. We have more for us. So this is not just even a biblical principle. If you have a hard time just believing what I say, there's scientific research and studies that have shown us that if we live together in a strong community, it is better for everyone. Everyone benefits from it. Because support systems do several things for you. They help us. They help us to be healthy emotionally. They help us to be uh, healthy spiritually. They help us to be healthy overall as people. And we have people that we can rely on. They, they check on you. Support systems check on you. People check on you. They check on you if you're down, feeling stressed, if you're struggling spiritually. They can provide support, whether that be emotional support. Maybe you need a shoulder to cry on, someone to listen, someone to vent to. <laughs> Maybe you need that. Maybe you need that emotional support. Maybe you need some kind of instrumental support. That is to say, you need someone to physically help you. You're going through a season where you can't do everything on your own. Maybe you're injured or you have things that you cannot do like others can do. Maybe you're so depressed that life is difficult for you to live on your own, to clean and to take care of things. They can provide that kind of support. They can take care of us. They can help love us. And show us that it's, it's going to be okay through those kind of acts of service. They can be there as a means of support for information. To help us see things that we just didn't see. Know things that we don't know. Not, not any one of us knows everything. As a pastor, I, and, and my many, in my several years of ministry as youth pastor and others, and other places of ministry that I've been in, I've learned a lot. But I am no expert in sound or media or anything like that. I have a lot of other people that I rely on for those information. We need that kind of support. Not only can they check on you, support you, they check you. Good, a good support system checks on you and checks you. They check on what, how you're living. Are you staying true to the faith? Are you being... Uh, are you investing in your relationship with God? Are you praying? Are you reading your Bible? You need accountability partners. I have one. Someone that I check in with on a weekly basis. And I tell them, hey, how's it going? This is my goals. This is my, we, we share fitness goals. We share spiritual goals. We call life goals. We talk. We need that. They check you. They check on what's going on. They will point out to you if you're straying from the faith or if you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. We need that in our lives. We need someone to check us, to make sure 
that we have an outside perspective. Because a lot of times we we might live our lives and we might be thinking, oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing exactly what I need to do. But we need an outside pair of eyes to see if we really are. If we really are. And these kind of support, this kind of support we need, we need from multiple different places. Though We can't, we shouldn't just rely on it from one person or just one group of people. We need different kinds of support system. Of course, we need family and friends. Those are people that often will be the ones that we'll go to first. We need healthy relationships with them. We need uh, a health support system, doctors, therapists, psychologists, to help us get through the more difficult things that we don't understand about ourselves physically or uh, mentally or medically, things that we don't understand but that they have studied and learned and dedicated their life to helping people too. If you're married, you need to remember that your spouse is part of your support system. You should not be going everywhere else. Granted, yes, you need other friends on the outside. You need friends in circles outside of your marriage, but you're, you also need to be a strong support for each other. You need mentors, people that have, been in this longer, that know know more than you. Professionally, spiritually, and many other places, we need different kinds of support systems so that we can stay healthy. Because the more types of support systems, the easier it is for other people to understand what is going on with us and how they can help us. And the same for us of how we can help others. And we can help others. But this is not going to be easy, of course. We have to be able to work on sustaining this. If we want to sustain our circles, we must take time and effort to reach out. That means we got to communicate. Communicating can be hard. Not everybody likes to communicate the same way. We, we, we've got to learn what, what's the best way to communicate to people. What's the best way to reach out? But we have to do it. If we do not communicate... We will not maintain our relationships. We will not maintain strong relationships, close relationships, any kind of relationships. If you don't communicate, you can call, text, FaceTime, Zoom, meet in person safely. But we need to communicate. Communication is the key to growing deeper and growing wider relationships as well. To be able to know others. If we're not talking... And how do we expect it? I know there's always a, I always see memes that talk about, it's like, oh, when you're with your friends and all you do is talk, but when you're a best friend, you can be silent in a room. And that's true. But that's not the only way you communicate. Communication deepens our bonds. It deepens our bonds. So we need to do that. We need to be able to do that. We need to be able to be ourselves. We want to sustain our relationship, we have to be ourselves. We cannot sustain our relationships if we are constantly being multiple, if we are putting on multiple faces with multiple people. If we are not who God intended us to be, who God had created us to be, then we are simply living a lie. And eventually our relationships will break down because people will see through it. We cannot sustain that. We have to be who we are. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with others. We have to be vulnerable. We have to be able to show who we are to others so that we can sustain relationship. No relationship can survive on a lie. 
it'll eventually break down. So we need to be ourselves. We need to be honest. We need to be vulnerable. We sustain our relationship by being a friend. Sometimes it simply is that. We need to be a friend. Be a friend. Talk to them. Help them out. Help them move. (laughs) Pray with them. Go places with them. Go out to eat with them. Be a friend. Serve. Love. Care for them. There's an old adage that says, if you want to get a friend, be a friend. And that's how it can start. If we want to sustain our relationships or grow our support circles, we need to be a friend. We need to reach out. If we want to add new people to our support circles, we need to step out of our comfort zones. Do something that we're not used to doing. Go places that we've never been before. Talk to people that we've never talked to before. For introverts like me, that can be a big ask. But it's necessary to be able to grow stronger and healthier. Join e-groups. There's an easy way. Quick commercial for e-groups. Join e-groups. When we're there with e-groups, we talk to each other. We talk about life. We pray for each other. We study the Bible together. We grow together. This is what it's all about. Why we do e-groups to build better community, to be better together. To be better together. This is how we can sustain our relationships. To grow our relationships. And it won't be easy. It won't. But we must... In order to have strong circles, strong support system, we need to remember this above all else. Jesus is the, must be the foundation of our circles. With him and with the people around us, we can accomplish much. It's always easy to find reasons not to connect with other people. I'm busy. I got work. I have life. You know, I just, I couldn't answer back. Oh, you know, I saw a video the other day that was, Saying it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't didn't answer back. Two days later, I was showering or something like that. It, it, life can overwhelm us and we can end up in a spot where we're not communicating. We can find many reasons to not connect with other people. But Jesus brings us together. If Jesus is our foundation, Jesus can bring us together. He brought together the 12 disciples. Many of them should have hated each other. Some were revolutionaries, and others were tax collectors working for the empire. Yet Jesus brought them together, people of different walks of life, different, different perspectives and ways of thinking and ways of living. It can be so crazy to think about it, but God brought them together. And yet we have things that are roadblocks in relationships, whether it's fear of rejection, past hurts, abuses, disagreements, beliefs. We have so much in our lives that can stop us from trying to reach out to people or be afraid to be truly open with people. Yet Jesus brought together people from all different kinds of walks of life and professionalities and belief systems and ways of being and doing things. And he created a community stronger and better than they could have ever been on their own. And he can do the same for us too. If we hand over our friendships and our families and our relationships to Jesus, he can bring us together. He can bring healing. He can bring hope. That might not happen with everybody. Even Jesus saw that in his own life. He had people that walked away from him. Judas 
who he called his friend, betrayed him. But when Jesus brings people together, he brings together the right people. And sometimes people walk away. But as he brings us together, we will grow in our faith. We will grow in in community. We will grow in life. We will be better together. Better together. Jesus, one of the reasons Jesus came was to bring us together. He gave his life as a sacrifice to die for our sins so that he could bring us into connection with God. But not only that, to bring us connection with each other, he established his church as a community to be together and accomplish what God was calling us to do. Not alone, but together. We cannot be healthy spiritually and emotionally on our own. We have to reach out. We have to reach out to others. We have to reach out to God. Today, I want to pray with you. I want to pray that God would show you, call, help you, lead you, guide you into better community, into better circles of friends, a better support system so that we can grow how God intended us to grow. And if you want to know Jesus today, if you want to be connected with God today, he is here for you too. So I'll pray for you too. And I'll start with that. Father, in the name of Jesus, if there is anyone here that wants to know you today, let them pray this prayer. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to be connected with you. I want to know your love and what you have done for me. So here I am. I believe. Jesus, for anyone who said that prayer today, let them let us surround them in love and hope and prayer and let them know that they are no longer alone, that they are a part of this family that is the church. They are part of this family here at Emmanuel Church. And that you have so much more in store for them and this is a new start for them. And for those of us who know you, God, Help us to find healing in our relationships. Help us to grow closer in the relationships that we have. Help us to widen our horizons and build stronger support systems. Bring people into our path, into our lives, Lord, that will help us understand what it is to be better together, to healthier together, to know each other and to know you deeper. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that this message blessed you. And we hope that you stay safe throughout this week. We are praying for you. If there's any way we can pray for you, let us know in the chat. If you made a decision today to believe in Jesus, let us know today too. We want to reach out to you and get you resources for next steps. We love you. We miss you. And we hope to see you soon. God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. 
Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.